0: Remember, in the course of discussing movies, the host will spoil plots. You've been warned. Listen to their screams. Greetings and welcome to Listen to Their Screams, a horror podcast that feels like you're chatting with friends. I am one of your friends, Dave. We're joined, as always, by your other friend, Ike. Ike, how are you? Hey,
1: I'm not doing too bad. I'm craving Mexican food, but I'm doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, well, you know, okay. That's uh, that's something. To to be
1: fair, that's not uncommon for me. I, I really enjoy Mexican food.
0: <laughs> as do I, as do I. So. All right, but we're ready to dive into this today. Today, we're going to do a review of the history of evil which is now available on shudder and uh, before we get there let's uh go through some things uh, first of all a special thank you to our wives our listeners and our followers for all of your support and uh, everything you do for us to help keep the show rolling now before we dive into all the uh the usual razzmatazz. I last episode we talked about stefussie <laughs> Now, if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, you should go back and listen to the previous episode. This, the fussy stuff is right at the end. And we, we talked about what this, the Stafussy thing is. It's related to a character in the vampire diaries. And, uh, for whatever reason, this just kind of fascinated me a bit. So after we got done recording, I thought I'm going to uh, do what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, Terming the the Stafussy challenge, <laughs> and I I put my phone on record in my pocket and went in and asked Monica if she knew what Stafussy was, essentially. So, but I and I have the audio here, so let's let's listen to this real quick.
2: Everybody,
0: Stafussy in here?
2: Huh? Says so everybody, Stafussy in here? Stafussy, Stafussy, is it dirty? <laughs> is
0: it dirty? Oh, it's got a little bit of dirty connotation there. Well, we had like a 10-15 minute conversation at the end of our podcast about it. It's not dirty.
2: You had to pause. Go, it's huh? not dirty. It's not dirty.
0: There's a character in Vampire Diaries, apparently, who's Stefan something or other, and apparently it's a good looking dude and his character suave and whatever else. So when you, there's this thing That's happened on the internet saying people are stuffussy, and it's people or guys that are so suave and have good looking and blah 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 that they can pretty much have their pick of the women and say, Oh, that person's stuffussy.
2: Oh, all stuff on that's pretty lit,
0: pretty lit, Okay, now there you have it. And I, when, when I did this, I sent it to you immediately. Um, this was a this was quite humorous, as people just heard. Uh, Monica had no clue what stuffussy was. I uh, didn't know anything about it as, as I didn't, but she did know who Stefan is, obviously, cause she's watched vampire diaries and she referred to him as lickable <laughs> in the, uh, in the clip. But, um, it, it uh, just was funny because she was so convinced right off the bat that it was something dirty, that it sounds, you know, which obviously it does kind of sound a little dirty. And then when she found out that we had conversed about it on the podcast, she doubled down and said, Oh, that it's definitely dirty. What, what the hell does she think of us? Like, what does she think we're doing on this podcast?
1: I, I know. So, just for, for point of reference, because um, I, I just want to lay out a small timeline of events for everybody. I was eating dinner and and I got this recording from Dave. So, just keep that in mind that we had done the podcast. Um, you know, we recorded, we went our separate ways. He, he briefly mentioned, he's like, I want to go on there and say something, to Monica. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's probably just a passing joke. And I, I didn't think he was going to really do it. So when I got the recording, I, I was literally eating dinner and like I'm laughing. So like my wife's like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, I'll, you'll have to listen to it later. Um, And so then I did show my wife later and she thought it was absolutely hysterical. Um, You know, in addition to that, I, I literally I showed it to her. I went and took a shower and she's like, I just let you know. I listened to it like two more times while you're in the shower. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it's pretty funny. And so she now has like she's now come to just like walk around and just say like everything's the fussy in here So like <laughs> it, it is now entered into our lexicon to to like it's like saying how are you it's like everything's the fussy in here
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean i didn't I didn't know exactly how to bring it up into the conversation when I walked in there so I'm just like everything's to fussy in here and I'm like <laughs> whatever you know what I mean and she's like stuffussy. what the fuck's that and um <laughs> and it just kind of unraveled from there so I I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still I, I mean, I guess I technically know what the pussy means now since we looked it up and whatever else. But uh, we have absolutely slaughtered it and, and using right. it in different ways. But it's. I, I don't know. It was just it was just funny. I literally thought I, I have got to go in there and see and, and see what she says about this. And I thought, well, if I'm going to do that, I have to record it. I have to hear because this is clearly going to be gold. And, uh, yeah, and Monica didn't let, didn't let us down. She was, uh, she was confused. And then of course, you know, she progressed like, Oh, okay. I see what that is. Yeah. Makes sense. Cause Stefan is lickable. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: you're, you're like, that wasn't exactly the, the train of thought we were going for,
0: but wh- whatever works. I, I, I guess. I mean, I'd, I guess that is the most the Fussy comment in the world, I guess, but, uh. <laughs> My hat's off to her, I guess. So, and, uh, just to, for the record, in case anybody is wondering out there, yes, I got her permission to put the, the recording on here. I didn't, uh, I said, you know what? I really want to put that, uh, that audio on the podcast. And she's like, yeah, I'll go ahead. I don't care. Whatever. So, um, so just, you know, I don't want anybody to think what an asshole. You're just throwing her under the bus. No, no, I'm not throwing her. She jumped under the bus herself. But, uh, no, no, good laughs. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that, and hopefully uh, everybody will just start to uh start to use the fussy um, out of context out, in proper ways. It's just it is just use it as a greeting now. Apparently, <laughs> I, I guess that's that's the way it is. So,
1: and there's nothing wrong with that. Good old so, that's a it's a perfect greeting.
0: So if you ever see one of us in public and you come up and said, "Hey, are you feeling fussy or something of that sort?" We'll know you're a listener. Absolutely, and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll give you a, a hearty handshake. <laughs> so, so all right. But before we get on to uh, other things after that, uh, Ike, did you watch anything this week?
1: Uh, not as much as I have in the past weeks, but I did watch a couple things. Um, as I've been kind of busy, and we we've been watching a couple of shows. Um, I I did finish uh, our watch of the show of Legacies. Um, we we've, we've been watching like different episodes from that series like for a long time, so I finally finished everything within the vampire diaries like you know w- universe if you will um and then we also watched uh, on netflix this called fall of the house of usher um mm, yeah you know it's it, it was great i mean it was simply one of i mean i don't know what i expected it's mike flanagan everything he does everything he touches is good i mean you know midnight mass haunting of hell house haunting of bly manor hush uh, albeit, you know, I know that some people, our wives, didn't like Hush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but you know, he he does a lot of good stuff. So we we checked out Haunting, or not Haunting, but uh Follow the House of Usher. And uh for people who don't know, it's sort of his take on some of the tales of Edgar Allan Poe. Quite excellent. Um a little creepy, you know, not overtly scary, so it's not so scary that, you know, somebody would not be able to watch it, I don't think, but it had some pretty spooky and, uh, you know, disturbing moments for sure. So if you haven't checked it out, check it out.
0: Alrighty, There you go. Um, I, I didn't watch much. But I'm outside my, the Buffy. I'm still plowing through Buffy, but that's, that's pretty, I believe pretty much to my knowledge. That's all I've watched. Uh, just continuing the Buffy. So there you go. All right, then we will, uh, we'll move on to our weekly segment. Stomp the coho. And this week, we're going to play Stump the Co-Host. This is our trivia challenge, where we each choose... We have identical trivia horror trivia decks, and we each choose two cards out of these decks, which is a total of four questions, and we alternate asking each other these questions, and the person who answers the most correctly out of the four wins that round. And uh, this is the second time this year. That we have played. And in the first one, Ike won 4-3. Uh, he is trying to defend his crown from 2023. So far, he is up 1-0. So let's see if I can even the score. Ike, are you ready to play Stump the Co-host? I sure am. All right. Well, since you are the defending champion and since you are up, I'm putting you in the hot seat. You'll have to answer the first question. Sounds like a plan. All right. The first question is Christian Bell played Patrick Bateman. The homicidal main character in the 2000 film American Psycho based on the book by which American author Ooh, Interesting question.
1: So basically it's asking who wrote the American Psycho book, right? Yes. Okay, I was making sure I heard that right. My my brain is is a little funky today. Uh I don't know. I feel like I do know this. I I don't have, I I don't really have a guess. I, I want to say I'm pretty sure the guy's name's Brett, but I don't know his full name.
0: Yes, it is Brett Easton Ellis. Okay, I don't know if you want to count that. I, I knew his first name was Brett. I just no, I not. I'm not counting that. <laughs> Come on, man! I'm trying to fight from behind here. You got to give me something more than a first name. Hey,
1: that is fair. That is fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs>
0: All right, go ahead. Ask me my first
1: question. Oh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to get this one. If you don't, I'll be very, very upset. Oh, well. All right, you ready? Sure. What holiday-themed movie featured a crazed miner and a pickaxe? Um,
0: well, that would be uh, My Bloody Valentine. That is correct.
2: Right? Yeah. <laughs> I
0: have a
1: you're up, lead. You're about zero one zero here.
0: Might be be all I get, but who knows. All right, your second question is, what state does the film and comic book miniseries 30 Days of Night take place?
1: That would be Alaska.
0: That would be correct. Go to Alaska. Oh, there went my lead. See if I can get it back.
1: I have
2: been to Alaska, fun fact. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, bring on my second question.
1: All right. In the movie Predator, what substance conceals the character Dutch from the creature?
0: Um If I remember right, is it just mud?
2: It sure is.
0: Okay, good deal. All right. Woo, rock and roll. All I right. Ike, here's your third question. What is the name of the charter boat used to chase down Jaws? Oh, I know
2: this. Is it...
1: I don't have it. I, I, I feel like I have it, but I cannot remember.
0: It is the Orca.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I did know that. I knew his name after an animal, but I, I couldn't rethink of what animal.
0: <laughs> oh, mercy, if I can get one more ride, I have still to win. All right. Here we go. Question? <laughs> I don't know, but we're going to give it a shot anyway.
1: All right. What actress plays Claire Spencer in the movie What Lies
2: Beneath? Fuck.
0: Fuck. Fuck! Fuck! I do not remember this. Um, Jesus. I don't know. Let's say Blake Lively.
2: That is not correct. It is Michelle Pfeiffer.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay.
2: Damn.
0: (laughs) All right. So, see, now here's your last question. If you miss this, I secure a win. This 1985 horror comedy about vampires was Jim Carrey's first starring role.
2: Jim Carrey. Yes, Jim Carrey. Huh. You know,
1: I honestly I honestly have no idea. I I have not a clue. Jim Carrey was in the movie, and it was his first starring role.
0: Sure was.
2: Okay, yeah, I have no idea. Go,
1: what it? What is it?
0: It was once bitten.
1: <laughs> yeah, I've never never heard of that movie.
0: All right, I got to win. Let's see if I can get the uh my fourth question though.
1: Yep. Alright, what is the name of the character killed in the famous shower scene in the movie Psycho?
0: Oh, her name? Yeah, uh, not the actress's name, the, yeah, the... character's <laughs> name. Yeah, oh fuck, I... Oof. I don't know. I really don't know what the character's name was. No idea.
2: It is Marion Crane.
1: Mm, okay. Okay.
0: If I thought hard enough, I might have got married, but I don't know if I never would have got Crane. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll say I, I, I vaguely remember the character, but not her name.
0: Yeah. All right, so that was the uh, not a very impressive showing on our part. I get a two <laughs> two to one win, but I, I'll take it. I'll take
1: hey, it. Hey, take what you can get. That's that's what I say.
0: But so we've now even. I've now evened it up at twenty twenty four to one apiece. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that, even if it is a week showing. So uh, let's take a break, and when we come back, we will have news, birthdays, and movie anniversaries, so stick around. Make sure you subscribe to listen to their screams on your favorite podcast platform. Also make sure you look us up on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok, and Slasher. All you have to do is look up Listen to Screams, that is listen the number two in screams and you can find us there also make sure you go and buy yourself a listen to their screams t-shirt you can find all of our shirts at tinyurl.com screams shirts spread the news spread the news
1: spread the news and we're back with the news all right Starting us off at the top, *Lisa Frankenstein* is now available video on demand. Uh, we have reviewed this film just a couple episodes ago. We both enjoyed it for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. we had we had our small criticisms to it, but it was a good movie overall. Um, a little weird, but hey, can't beat it. So check it out if you haven't. Uh, I will definitely check it out as soon as I can. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Again, yeah.
0: fun movie. It was alright, but uh, I'm not gonna say any more net because people can go back and listen to our full review
1: true true you got it all right ty west is set to release maxine in the near future which was supposed to complete his trilogy with x and pearl however in a recent interview west did tease he has an idea for a fourth movie in the series but does not know if he wants to make it yet um obviously we are i'm a huge fan of x pearl was okay i think dave probably has a a similar sentiment towards those films. Um. You know, we're both excited for Maxine, and, you know, genuinely speaking, like, Mia Goth is going to be a big star one day. You know, she's already a huge star, but she's going to be catapulted even further. You know, her performances in this trilogy are just, you know, a few of her, you know, list of acting credentials, and I think she's going to continue to do great stuff. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited for Maxine, and I'm definitely on board for more content from Ty West,
0: absolutely. Sure. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, again, I mean, Pearl, Pearl was okay. I don't know. It just, Pearl didn't hook me as much as, as, as X did, but I, mean, I love X. I think X was great. And, uh, but I, you know, I'm super excited about Maxine and, you know, if he's got an idea for a fourth, uh, bring it on.
1: Yep. Absolutely agree. All right. Chris Gauthier, who played, I hope I said that right, who played Shaq in 2003's Freddy versus Jason and Ronald Resnick and an episode of Supernatural passed away about an undisclosed illness at the age of 48. Of course, our, you know, our thoughts are with his family at this time. Um, you know, he has obviously had a longer list of acting credentials than these two films. But, um, of course, as a horror podcast, we have to salute his contributions to the horror genre. Um, and you know, he will be dearly missed.
0: Yeah. He was great in that episode of Supernatural. Yeah. It's the one where, uh, they are, it's the first episode. It's like it's season two. We just watched the episode and, uh, it's the first one with the shape. No, not the first one, but it's one of the early ones with the shape shifter and, uh, where they're in the bank and yeah, he's, and he's tracking it and he thinks it's a mandroid and everything else. And, and then he comes back later as a ghost in another episode, but he, he's great in that episode. We're talking about them when they're picked up in the camera with the, having the laser eyes. He, he was, he was great. And then he was funny in, in Freddy versus Jason too. He plays one of the drunk guys out <laughs> at the thing. But, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good, pretty good character actor, modern character actor. And, uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, 48's, eight's young, man. That's my age. That's, yeah. that's scary. So.
1: It is. It is. It's unfortunate, but, uh, we will remember him by his performances. Absolutely. Right? Rest oh, easy. That's right. Rest easy. All right. Lionsgate is reportedly planning on new versions of American Psycho and The Dead Zone. Um, oh. Yeah. I, you know, I love American Psycho. I love Me the first too. film. Um, I don't like American Psycho fans because <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 I think they want to be, um, I think they want to be Patrick Bateman too much. And it's kind of not <laughs> the point <laughs> of the movie. Um, but I, I digress. Um, Obviously, I love American Psycho. I would be willing to watch a remake just for the hell of it. Um Dead Zone, I don't think I've ever, ever seen. That uh, is that the one with Christopher Walken?
0: No, it's got, what's his name? Andrew Michael Hall, where he uh, is in a, there's actually, it was a movie, then a TV show out of, out of it too, where he uh, is in a car accident and is in a coma for a while. And when he wakes up, he, he starts being able to have visions when he touches people and things and stuff. And, and foretelling, the, seeing things in the future. And uh, so he starts working to, with the police and things, whatever. But uh, it, it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty good film, pretty good show. You know, there's a lot of the, you know, he was, like I said, he was in a coma for a while and his girlfriend is, you know, has kind of, you know, had moved on obviously. And he was a teacher and so all, there was all that side of it. But I mean, it's pretty good, you know, but uh I don't know. I mean, I could see it being remade. I, I just, to me though, American Psycho does not need to be remade. Right. It's one of those films that's, that's really, really good as it, as it is. But, um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's so many remakes. It's like, I just wish you could just, just make good new stuff. And, and you know, we don't need to currently update everything and, and remake everything, but I don't know. I mean, I, I know, you know, the American psycho could be freshened up and brought into modern times. I get it, you know. Some of the Huey Lewis and the News references might be a little dated and whatever else, but it's still funny. But I, I don't know that film does not need to be remade in my eyes. But
1: my I, I'll watch is,
0: it. And who's gonna play? The, who's gonna play the role? That, that's what I was
1: gonna say. I I honestly I could see um, Miles Teller playing it. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could That'd see be. Miles Teller or. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. There was a, I had another one on the tip of my tongue. Um, I, I think like Michael B. Jordan could also be good for the role. Um, although I just like Michael B. Jordan in general. I, I just think he's a very versatile actor. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, wow. I'll, I'll, we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? It, it, it's all about. And here's the thing too: is when they make these rumors and they they make these reports, who's to say that they're actually even going to do it? Oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of you know, a lot of times they say like, "Yeah, we're going to do this," but then like. It, it falls through pre-production, which happens with a lot of these films, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they talk about remaking lots of things and whatever else, and it never happens. So True. there's no guarantee it will happen, but we're if just we're, we're just <laughs> reporting the rumors.
1: That's right, running the rumor mill, as they say. All right, and actually, I have one other piece of news to add to this uh, little list we have going here. Hmm. An official Paranormal Activity video game is releasing in 2026 with advanced haunt system for maximum terror. So, um, this is actually being made by an entity called Dread XP. It's one of the most recognized horror video game publishers in the industry, uh, along with Darkstone Digital and Paramount Game Studios. Um, basically, uh, Dread XP has made a number of games, such as The Mortuary Assistant, My Friendly Neighbor, and, uh, there's a number of other things that they've done, but those are their two most, uh, notor, notorious, I think you would say. Um, but, uh, I've played the Mortuary Assistant and it is genuinely terrifying. Um, it, it definitely, based on how they make their games and how they have kind of spoke to it, um, a lot of the things are based on, like, your reactions to things and they're very intuitive and, they use a lot of very smart AI systems. So, um, I'm very interested to see how they're going to integrate it into the paranormal activity universe. They haven't really said if it's going to be a standalone story or if it's going to be like, uh, like a game adaptation of an already existing story within the universe. So we'll have to see about that. But obviously I'm super excited for that.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'm down for more horror video games. So let's, yeah, let's, <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens. That's why I say. But
1: all right, moving on to some upcoming birthdays. Oh,
0: oh, we're is, moving on to the, the the upcoming birthday, which is a a a holiday for Dave. I will probably uh, eat, drink, and be merry and celebrate big time for this one. My 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 hero and my man crush.
1: <laughs> all right, March first, nineteen seventy eight. Jensen Ackles, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Supernatural, My Bloody Valentine, and the horrible vampire movie that I can never remember the oh, name of. Devourer. De- Devourer, yep. He's also in The Boys. The Boys. Um.
0: Very good in that, but uh. Yeah. The, oh, Devourer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what what can you say about Jensen Ackles? We we both love Jensen Ackles. We love him in Supernatural. We love him in anything that he does. Um, he's just genuinely just a he's a good dude. He's yes. he's a good guy with his fans. You know what I mean? He yes. he's a he's a good role model and he kicks a demon ass. So what what That's more right. could you ask
0: for? Owns a owns a brewery in Texas and uh owns owns one of the Apollo's for the show. Of course so does Jared Padalecki. but and uh just I mean just what a guy, man. Just my hero. I, I, I am a huge, huge Jensen Ackles fan. And uh yes. Remarkable.
1: <laughs> remarkable
0: it's but. a dave holiday
1: it is it is but uh happy birthday jensen i know you're not listening but happy birthday anyways
0: <laughs> call me
1: that's right call him all right before before dave gets too excited march too 4th. late <laughs> <laughs> march 4th 1947 we're taking a trip back in time gunner hansen leatherface in the original texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, he's done a number of other movies. Uh I would say most of them are probably like cameo type deals for him, but uh you know, he was the original te- you know, the original Leatherface, you know, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, it it's a great, great film. Obviously, we we've talked about it a lot, how much we love it. Um But even further than that, Gunnar Hansen is great as the original Leatherface and definitely set the groundwork for how every other actor uh, portrays Leatherface.
0: Yeah. I mean, very integral in, in the success of the film and the, and the, uh, the cult status of it. You know, I mean, his, you know, you get the wrong person under that mask and playing that. And it, you know, it doesn't come across right. And he was, man, he was brilliant in his betrayal. And I mean, in a purely physical role, I mean, really no, you know, there's no lines. There's no dialogue. There's no nothing like that. You know, there's, I mean, obviously some sounds stuff, but you know, it's pretty much a physical you know, role to play. And he, and he, he did it. He nailed it. Rest in peace. Absolutely.
1: That's what I was going to say as well. He did pass. Um, This will be year nine. He passed away in 2015, uh, November 27th. So rest in peace, rest easy, our Leatherface. But uh all right. Upcoming movie anniversaries, March 5th, 1954, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've seen the original Creature from the Black Lagoon. I'm pretty sure I have seen subsequent remakes or at least inspired films of the Creature of the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if I remember correctly from one of our more recent episodes, aren't they remaking this movie?
0: Supposedly. They've, they've talked about it for a while, but yeah, supposedly it's, that's being remade. It's, man, it is, uh, it is a creepy, creepy film. And it, it came a little, you know, obviously a little past, the originals, some of the first ones in the thirties, you know, we're talking, you know, but, uh, that's, this one wigs me out so bad. There's, you know, the scenes of the lady, you know, swimming in the lagoon and the shots of, you know, the creature swimming under her, just like, just outside of arm's reach and just, oh, it's just, ooh. it's all those fears, you know, why I don't like this. I don't, I won't swim in lakes, you know, cause it's like, you don't know what the fuck's down there. True. Sure. Creepy. But, uh, it's a great, great film.
1: There's actually a name for that. It's a uh, fascilophobia where you don't like open water or being over open water in that way.
0: Yeah. I it's don't very,
1: like very common phobia. I think I have it too. I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't mind being in boats and you know, whatever not, you know, that kind of stuff, but I do, I do not like to swim in lakes. Yeah. I just, I, I just, I can't. I just, I'm not, you know, not sure. Not that I think there's a you know a creature down there per se, but just anything. I just don't. Ugh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I, I
1: here's here's the thing, and and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but theoretically speaking, we don't know that there's nothing at the bottom of the lake or at the bottom of the ocean for that matter. Um. Also, I just don't. I, I feel like it's weird because like when you when you have really vast open water, especially if you cannot see the bottom. That's my thing. If I can see the yes, bottom. Yes, me too. Or if it's like super clear water, I'm chill. Yep. But if it is murky water or like I cannot see feet in the ocean or something like that, like I'm not cool with that. Um, and that's yeah. why like I love going to the beach, but like I, if I swim, I stay pretty close to shore.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't like much going beyond waist deep. Yeah. And, uh, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't like any of it. I don't like not knowing what's down there. I don't like not knowing how far the bottom is from, you know, where I'm at. I don't I don't like any of that. That the whole thing just weirds me out. So <laughs> Makes my ass itch. And maybe but, uh, some of it is from childhood viewings of Creature from the Lycule Goon. I don't know. I'm not <laughs> saying, but I'm not saying I'm saying it probably didn't help.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it probably didn't. But uh, all right. Before we get too far on our Thasselophobia conversation, let's talk mm-hmm. about an upcoming release. And we will be reviewing this on our next episode of the podcast. The film, Amelia's Children, available March 1st on Video On Demand, described as Edward's search for biological family in Portugal. He finds a villa and reunites with his long-lost mother and twin. But their shared past holds a dark secret that will forever change his understanding of his identity and origins. Um, for some reason, as soon as I saw Amelia, I thought like Amelia Earhart for some reason. but uh, <laughs> I, I, I no. highly doubt that there's any correlation. I don't
0: know. <laughs> no, speaking of Amelia Earhart, did did you hear there's, they're thinking they may have found the wreckage after all these years? Really? There's a, yeah, there's something out there where they, they believe they may have. And it's pretty, it's pretty near some of the islands that they thought they were always, I've always thought, right? But there's a, they, they think they may have found it. But anyway, uh, no, this has nothing to do with that. But, uh, I did see the trailer, watch the trailer for this. It does, it is, see pretty creepy. And, uh, a little spooky. I'm, I'm intrigued. So uh yeah, we'll we'll see what uh this is kind of a small small film. It uh I don't even think it I don't I don't I don't think it had any US theatrical release whatsoever. And it's uh you know coming to video on demand, so uh but it like I said, looks looks pretty decent. We'll give it a shot. We're gonna review it next episode. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Can't beat it. All right. Well I think that wraps up all of our news uh birthdays, anniversaries, and upcoming releases. Um, well, I like to always take a moment here to let you know that if you don't follow us on social media, you're a loser because we talk about this stuff all the time on social media. We post about these uh, releases when they happen, and uh, anytime news breaks, we try and get it out there as soon as we can. Uh, but yeah, follow us on social media.
0: If you I'm don't follow good. us, you're definitely not the fussy.
1: Amen. You are not the fussy. You are not putting your full the fussy
0: into it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Could we? Could we? Could we maybe start a term like? This? Scream pussy, scream scream How would that be? Scream scream pussy. It
1: would would probably be like uh, Scramussy or something like that. (laughs) Kind of like the sound of that.
0: Scramussy?
1: Yep. (laughs) We we put our full Scramussy into it today.
0: But uh, (laughs) we're we're about to we're about to lay out the Scramussy for our review.
1: That's right. Coming up next, we will put our full Scramussy into our official (laughs) review of History of Evil.
0: Listen To Their Screams is now a Fangoria collaborator. Get 20% off your order at shop.fangoria.com by using the promo code Listen to Screams at checkout. That is LISTEN to number two and SCREAMS. Or you can click the link in the show notes. All right, we're back here on Listen To Their Screams. Oh, Scream Musty. I feel like that needs to be a t-shirt. I wonder if anybody would wear that.
1: I, you know, I, I would. <laughs>
0: I might, well, I don't really go anywhere. I would say I I would get tired of explaining it to people, but I don't really go anywhere. So no one's going to (laughs) ask. All right. So this episode, we are reviewing History of Evil, which was released February 23rd on Shudder and AMC plus written and directed by Bo Mirhasani. I apologize if I butchered your last name there. Bo starring Paul Wesley and Jackie Cruz. Um, like I said, this movie just came out uh, not quite a week ago on Shudder. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've had a couple, what, I believe it last couple of weeks, some movies that were eh, kind of iffy on. And, um, you know what, though, this one, I, I this one, I, I, for some reason, I, I really enjoyed this one. Um, I, I thought it was just well done, well acted. Uh, I, I just, man, I, I love, you know, how it was kind of speaking to, to the toxicity of, of this, you know, this macho chauvinist type thing right of this right. there was the whole the, the guy you know saying oh you can't let your wife make you less than a man and blah 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 and all that kind of bullshit and it how how it spoke to you know how i don't know it was like the the, the view on on masculinity of a past generation and, and and kind of called it you know called it out for being bullshit and um uh, how it was catching this guy and everything else and I, I just i don't know man the movie was you know i i really think there yeah, there could have been a little more a little more A little more spooky creep factor. Maybe they could have thrown in a little here and there. uh, A little more tension. But but it did did have some tension for me. It did build some tension. And uh, I kind of wondered where things were going because it was time jumping a lot, you know, going back and forth between the current and then kind of showing the past and how they got to this point. And uh, I I feel like it brought it together pretty good. And um, it was very well acted. I mean, all the way through. All the characters were really... I mean, even the just even the little bit characters with some of the military, you know, the militant figures in it and stuff. I I just I thought it was really well, really well acted. I very believable. And um, you know, I'm not gonna. There there was I'm not gonna get too deep into you know there was obviously some political a little a little political discourse kind of in this as well. Um, and it's it's funny because you watch a movie like this Once Upon a Time if you'd seen a movie like this. You kind of would have chuckled at it and thought, oh, what, you know, that's, that's whatever. That's BS. That's, but now, you know, I don't know. Some of the, some of the division and some of the things that happened. It's, you kind of watch this. And you're like, ooh, this is, this is not too unbelievable that at least the, the status of the country, uh, part of it. I'm not saying some of the other things, but, um <laughs> but I, I, I really, I don't know. This movie was, it was really, it really entertained me. It was really fun to watch. I, I again, I thought all the characters were really, really intriguing. I like the old man. In the in the vision scenes that uh, you know stuff where he was was urging the guy to uh to, you know to to be more of a man and and not not get pushed around by his wife and this and that. I like how they 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 built the uh the division. I don't know if they did they ever say to, said exactly how long his wife was in was in prison before the escape, but it was obviously a gap in time. There was you know a, a decent gap, but I, so I like how they played on. How, uh, how they both had kind of, you know, everything had changed during that time, right? It wasn't like you could just, they couldn't just pick up where they were before. You know, he, he, he was different. She was different. Even the child was different and it, and, and it played in everything. Uh, but I, but I really, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I thought it was fun. Uh, I didn't think it was so long, you know, didn't run anything in the ground, didn't try to over, overdo itself. Um, and, uh, like I said, I would have maybe liked a couple more. Uh, some more, a little more it's a little more, a little more something in there. But overall, um, I don't know. Maybe it's because of, uh, maybe it's because of some of the, the relevance and, and the climate sometimes in the country. It, it really, there were parts that really kind of gave me a little bit of a chill. And, uh, so I, Ike, what'd you think of it? Yeah. So
1: what I'll say is, um, I, I did like the movie. Um, it was very enjoyable. Uh, there were a couple parts that I, you know, uh, let me preface this by saying I'm going to start with like the movie perspective and sort of some of the things that I really enjoyed about this movie. And then like a small little bit of commentary. So I don't I don't want to like get anybody too crazy here. But uh, from a movie perspective, it was a decent movie. There were a couple of slow parts. And I do agree there could have been maybe some more uh, like physical scares, uh, something to kind of get your to catch your attention, you know basically draw away from sort of what was happening in the film, you know, just kind of get, get you running a little bit. Um, so I do think it kind of missed that more practical scare versus it was more psychological and more of a slow burn, if you will. Yeah. Um, so from a movie perspective, I did enjoy it. I do think they could have done a couple things differently, uh, but it wasn't so, um, outlandishly bad or outlandishly slow. Um, it just, I felt like sort of like after the first like 20 minutes of the film, the pacing got a little weird. And then like the last 25 to 30 minutes of the film were good. So there was about like a probably 30 to 45 minute bundle where like the pacing was a little weird, but it wasn't so bad that like, I was like, oh, fuck this. I'm not going to watch it. Um, so that, that would be how I'm going to start that. The other thing I'm going to start is that. You know, obviously I don't want to get into the total politics of it, um, but this is very much a, you know, a lot of times when you watch movies that are dystopian, um, which I would say this is very much a dystopian horror film, which is unique um, just because a lot of the time when you watch a movie that is dystopian, um, it typically pulls from a narrative uh, like The Hunger Games. The Hunger Games exists as a narrative of, you know, a dystopian future where you know, basically we have to pull kids in from different districts to fight to the death as punishment for whatever. Um, Or, you know, movies like Divergent or, you know, there, there are a number of like teen like books that like talk about like dystopian futures. And even and other forms of media like Blade Runner, which I would say is borderline, you know, futuristic dystopian um or you know other, other films of that nature, um, you you kind of always have this leering issue with the tyrannical government, right? That that's almost always the reason why it's a dystopia, is because there is a tyrannical and, you know, generally fascist government that is controlling whatever's going on. So in this film it very much depicts a dystopian future where basically there is this, um, how do I put it? Um, very much the, and I'm not, and I, and I want to say this phrase and I'm not meaning it to in any way, shape, or form upset people. Um, but it's no mystery that there exists an extreme far right entity in this country. Mm-hmm. And I, and I feel like that's where this film was pointing. Um, it was pointing that if that ideology, that extremist ideology were put to the extreme of power, this is what we would have. We would have a military state. You know, there's a lot of uh, blatant, you know, racism, a lot of blatant sexism. Um, like you said, uh, a lot of misogyny, a lot of very, hot button issues in our world right now and everything is basically exploded to the maximum because that's who's in power during the film so it definitely touches on a lot of those societal problems that we even have in today's day and age um but it does so by using hyperbole um, and i feel like a lot of people miss that they a lot of people are like oh they're just trying to you know this is just some weird you know fantasy about you know people taking over blah blah blah. and i don't think that's the point i I think the point is that um it's talking about uh, topics that a lot of people don't talk about but it's putting it into the context of a horror movie um and i think it does a good job because it it does so in a way that you know we have all these voices from past generations that in a lot of ways can either poison or help your your cause. And in this movie, you have the the older gentleman who is sort of poisoning uh, Paul Wesley's character's mind. He is poisoning him against his his family um, to the point in which that he feels threatened by his wife and he tries to kill her. So. The alternative to that is that the, uh, the, the wife and child of that other entity, um, they also act in a way to protect the, uh, wife and child of Paul Wesley. So there's three ghosts, one that is evil, two that are not. And I thought it was a very stark contrast here that, you know, the man was trying to poison Paul Wesley to basically kill his family and the, other two ghosts were simply trying to protect them. So it definitely paints a dividing line of who is there for good, who is there for evil. And I promise you I'm going to end my rant here in just a second. <laughs> so the film ultimately ends with Paul Wesley, um, you know, taking himself out because he realizes that he is the problem. Right. And I think that this exists as a sort of, you know, and I actually saw somebody comment this online. So what you're telling me, and I'm going to paraphrase this person's comment. I'm not going to use their comment verbatim, but I saw this comment online that said, "So what you're telling me is that if uh, I I think that you know I'm better than women, that I should just kill myself." And 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 that's what they took away from the movie. And I don't think that's what the movie is telling people to do. I think it's 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 hyperbole. It's metaphor. It's saying that you know we should support people who are scrutinized by the system at play um and we should be there for the people that we care about and we shouldn't compare ourselves to our partners in that way you know what i mean there shouldn't exist that dynamic of i'm threatened by my partner because of their potential success notoriety or whatever the case may be and if you are threatened by that maybe it's an internal problem and not an external problem that is sort of the uh the 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 theory and the message that I took away from this is that um maybe there, it requires introspection for us to move on from these issues as a, as a country that that's kind of how I took this movie and that's why I enjoyed it. Sorry. Sorry for my rant guys. I just, I had a lot of good opinions about this, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. And um yeah, again, though, no, I, I, I did enjoy the, the movie. Um, I, I did enjoy the commentary. Uh, of, of, you know, what it, you know, what, what it was portraying. Um, and it, it again, it, it held my interest. Like I said, a couple more spooky parts. I don't know, not sure how they could have tied it in, but I'm sure they could have. Uh, but, uh, but overall, I, I think this was better than some of the movies we've been a little let down by here recently. I don't think it's anything spectacular or groundbreaking uh, or anything, right. anything of that, uh, that nature, but, um, but for a, you know, a shutter streaming movie, I think it's pretty solid. And I'm, and I'm pretty pleased. It, uh, it, it's, it's fairly uh, scream, scream usy or scream or however <laughs> we said it. I don't know how we said we're going to pronounce it, but whatever the case may be. So, uh, Ike, you ready to rate this thing? I think so. All right. Well, I, like I said, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the greatest thing in the world, you know, so nothing groundbreaking. So I think I'm just going to give it a middle of the road, three out of five screams for me. Uh, it's a movie that, yeah, you know, I, I don't know if I would seek out to rewatch it, but if it, you know, it were presented to me or whatever the case may be, I, I wouldn't necessarily say no. I wouldn't run from it to, to give it another watch. So, I'm going to give it a three out of five screams.
1: Yep. Um, I, I I did grade it just a little bit higher. Um, not much. Three and a half out of five. Um, I I felt like this was just above the average run of the mill movie that I I typically see. Um, Or put out there. So, you know, I I would probably give it like it's a it's kind of like a teetering three and a half out of five. And the only reason I say it's teetering is because, like you said, I feel like they could have done something, make it a little more scary. Just plug a little bit more in there somewhere. I think the big thing that I think they could have done to make it more scary, I was kind of thinking about it, is include the uh, other two ghosts a lot more. I feel like they didn't really include them as much until sort of towards the end um and then in addition to that make it a little more ambiently scary you know what i mean have them in the background have like the typical ghost haunting things but yeah three and a half out of five there 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 could have been significant improvements that would have made it much higher um but just as a base level three and a half out of five for me yeah
0: i don't think it was a, i know there was there was issues already going i did think it was a little peculiar how the character he, he just kind of accepted this ghost guy <laughs> Sitting right. there, you know, and just like, oh, sit down and have pie. And it just, he, he didn't seem overly alarmed by it per se. And, uh, I, I, I do comprehend that he was already, you know, you know, falling down the rabbit hole of, uh, of mental, mental, you know, disturbance. But, uh, it was, I don't know, a little peculiar how, how kind of commies they, but, uh, so be it. Uh, so anyway, next week, like we mentioned, we will be reviewing Amelia's Children which will be available once again, video on demand March 1st, this coming weekend as this is released. And we'll see uh, what we think of that. Like I said, the trailer seemed a little entertaining. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it'll be enjoyable. So, uh, I think we've rambled kind of on a couple of the recent episodes. We kind of kept this one in check a little bit.
1: <laughs> I tried to, I tried to do it a little bit more in check. Yeah. I, I got a little off on a tangent with the, uh, the Thasselophobia. And then of course the, uh, my my uh my theory on the uh you know, the what's the word? The subtle meanings of the film. So other than that, I think we we did no. pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, no no Cuba gooding ramblings, no fussy ramblings. We we uh we kept it a little bit in check though, uh but uh although we did have a little bit of stuffy talk earlier. And uh <laughs> what is it? how are we saying it again? Scream scream how did we say we were gonna say it? Scrumussy. <laughs> Sounds funny. Scromussy. Hmm. Okay, kind of kind of loses the context of the word "scream" though when we "screamussy." But uh, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if it just got the same same ring to it as as the fussy.
1: I don't think it does. Uh, we'll, we may have to figure out like a different verbiage on that at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Right now, we'll just stick with the stuffussy though. we we'll, we're hijacking that one. Uh, so, True. uh, pretty decent episode. All stuff, with you today. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. The word makes me chuckle. Oh, uh, all right. Again, next week, Amelia's children. Ike, before we close out, anything you want to add?
1: Um, I'm tr- I actually, I had something I was going to say earlier, but I, you know, I started talking about the movie and I'm like, oh, shit. That completely just went out my head. Um, oh, no, no. I remember what I was going to say. So, Next episode, uh, because this weekend, uh, we're doing another one of those, um, uh, Mm -hmm. horror movie and a date night cards. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so next, next week I'll, I'll, I'll give you guys, I'll try and remember to do at the beginning of the episode. Um, but I was just going to mention that uh, our next one is Saw. Um, Mm -hmm. so I believe the meals are, because again, they're either themed after something they eat in the movie or it's themed off of like kind of what the movie's doing. Right. So it's ham and cheddar spirals. So they're like, Mm. um, they're basically like a croissant type deal. Um, and then I'm trying to remember, oh, it's, um, oh crap. What was it? It was peanut butter, like haystacks. I'm not totally sure how it ties in all the way, but, uh, basically it's like, they're like chow mein noodles with peanut butter. Um, I've never seen them before, but they look good, so I'll let you guys know how it turns out uh, on our next episode. But I just wanted to mention that that is coming.
0: <laughs> very good, very good. So there you have it. Uh, update on that for Mike next week. But until then, make sure you stay stuffy, give History of Evil a chance, and, and wherever you go and wherever you do, be good, be safe, and have many pleasant nightmares.